cool to have a pantomime villain and now recording quarterback. So <laughs> yeah, you mean the greatest of all time? Something, yeah. something strange came out of your mouth. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, as you used to live in New England, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So are are you on the Brady train? Like now that he's down in Florida, you also have the New England. Yeah. Why the hell not? I actually thought that uh, I actually thought that Belichick was. So I it was always a question to me whether Belichick or Brady was the uh, was the magic in that situation. And if you asked me. I would have told you the entire time that it was Belichick. I would have been like, Belichick can play with anybody. He doesn't need any, you know, like he's just gonna like throw out players when he's done with them, get new ones who you never heard <laughs> of, and then just crush with those guys. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's fine with me. Either way, I'm just I I can't get like all tribal about it. Like I never care that much, you know. Right. But so if they lose, I would laugh at them. If they win, I'll be like, yeah, nice, nice work. Go <laughs> back. I'll just laugh at backdoor for, for betting on it like right before the game. Yeah, starts. he was enthusiastic about that action. Oh, did he did he jump on Dave's offer or did he have oh, uh, yeah, money public. out elsewhere? No, no, he jumped on Dave's offer right in public and Dave has been texting me this entire time. <laughs> nice. How he feels about that. Nice. Good deal. Nothing like a little salt to rub in that wound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, a good you, friend you, of mine. You hedge fund it, right? You bet the other way. Right. Well, exactly. No, I, I was about to say I've got a good friend of mine that um, uh, every year would bet money on Georgia to win the Georgia-Florida game. And it used to piss me off. And he's like, look, it's the best of both worlds. Because if I pay a hundred dollars and Florida wins, like I would pay a hundred dollars to beat Georgia. So I have no problem with that. And if we lose, I've got plenty of money to drown my sorrow. You know, <laughs> you it's actually, it, it's thinking right there. That's exactly what it's. No, about. I'm telling you, he, he is a uh, hydraulic engineer by, uh, by background. So actually he's a professor. Uh, well, he does, does have his blah blah blah. Yep, yep. Just couldn't get past the coeds. So, <laughs> do they even do they even say coeds anymore? Is that have, yeah. I, have I just dated myself? Yes, they don't. Yeah, I don't. And, and did I? I, I wanted I wanted to respond like that. Like I'm still close to college, but that was 20 years ago. <laughs> right. Uh, am I going to get canceled? For, for sure, saying that, if you want to be, I mean, it can be fun, apparently. It's a triggering <laughs> phrase. The death, the, dex, the death of Rex Gator, and then you show up tomorrow as Lex Gator. Exactly. And then, and then Dex Gator. <laughs> the after I mean, that, just, never remember, remember I, have, uh, I have a 16-year-old son, so I am at least somewhat up on the lingo. He's 16? Nice. Yeah. I thought he was like so, 12. So, and the thing, the, the word that gets me the word is like poggers. God, he says poggers so much. I'm like, oh my God, shut up, dude. What's, what's a pogger? Uh, it's I mean. a uh, adjective for great or good. And the whole etymology of the word, uh, it's probably not even worth going into. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Also, um, you know, if, if you dumb. read Reddit, apparently, Reddit is where, like, I can kind of, like, with my 16 year old son on Reddit, I can, like, 
there's a Reddit channel called Out of the Loop where old people like us ask these questions. Like, <laughs> what the fuck does poggers mean? And then people nah. answer. <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's yeah. Reddit. Reddit is one step like beyond that, right? I mean, the root of it is all 4chan. Well, uh, we're an 8chan family ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> well, there's I mean, levels so upon my, levels. Yeah. I mean, there's th- level Duck and level. I are, are 1024chan people, right? The... <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do go on 4chan every once in a while. But, you know, that's just for illicit things. <laughs> to wet my whistle, you know what I mean? To get your get your instructions from the queue. Exactly. Well, that's you great. know, no, and queue just gives me a direction. I have to figure this out for myself. <laughs> the The new guy is Z. Z is much more intelligent. Is there really a, a Q replacement? No, the Q guy stole posting shit. Okay. It's March 4th now, by the way. I was about to say, come March 4th, we'll see who's laughing. <laughs> I think it's still going to be me. <laughs> just, Probably. Just, just my guess. Backdoor's <laughs> betting the other side. <laughs> but, by the way, by the way, Derek is available for horse mating. If you, is he? If you have a spare moment. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I, I can't tell if that's a, a joke or not. Is that code? I was absolutely no, it's, serious. It's real. Very, very. It's okay. critical. That, critical. I, okay, because because I was like, okay. <laughs> I know I know there are people in the guild who have horses, <laughs> but just did, just checking. <laughs> does Does Derek also have a horse? Yes, he does. And okay, and, just... and the best part is that his horse and duck's horse they're they're like they're like at the same tier right yeah. so my horse kind of looks down at them is like eh, i don't want to nah, <laughs> well but no and, and we bred, we bred before and we en- yeah. i ended up with a worse horse like i got the retarded uh you know leftover horse you gotta you gotta type yes duck oh well, i do before it's okay. too late oh there we go oh jesus christ fuck at least this i didn't lose game. a level this time I am thoroughly confused. That's okay. <laughs> it's it's a, a Discord it's thing. It's the epic, epic, you, you epic RPG thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Stay away. Stay away. Cause, cause... Yeah, you do not want to know. Right. Trust me. I was like, well, it's interesting. You have a horse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah. Uh, so uh, I was looking at Roll20, and the last thing that apparently happened is the Romulans have invaded. Because I see. Oh that, yeah, yeah, I was using that for some. <laughs> yeah, let me go on roll twenty. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah. Those are uh, our survey results. <laughs> How did you get that to? Oh, you you were just had roll twenty open and used the die roller. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't. I did, I used to do it in 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 uh, Discord where they could, not Discord. Uh, the hell's the other Rocket. Rocket. I used to do it in, in Rocket where they could where they could yeah. see it, but neither one of them are on it anymore. So I'm just like, I gotta do it somewhere, yeah. right? So I and it's verifiable. It. You could you could yeah, get I could on. point them out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be happy to to do an affidavit for you if you need it. I'm, I'm done with those. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Good Nobody man. Read the thing. Uh, but if you hadn't done it, then it would oh, have been course. an issue. Yeah, definitely. So. That's that's the key to this stuff. So, okay. Uh, so we've got everyone. Kyle's uh, shrouded out, so he is not going to be with us tonight. Um, 
So do you guys have more garbage or do you want to uh, stumble back to Bad Cruise Dock and, and see what we can find? I'm good to go. Although, one <laughs> quick thing, you said you gave us 100 points to spend on a... Sure. Uh-oh. I don't yep. think I ever spent any points. Let me see this. You did. Let's look at some character sheets. So, like I'm so handsome. Yeah. So, remember when you started your character, um, you had a thousand points to spend. The first 100 had to be spent on the uh, trait for your profession. And then you basically had nine more spends uh, that you could spend however you wanted. Let's see what the big news got. Uh, and I think you guys have gotten at least a hundred before. So, and typically I'm just going to hand it out in as far as per session, you should okay. assume that you're going to get at least a hundred per it session. It doesn't look like, uh, yeah, I did spend them. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Cause it looks like you are at 11. Uh, and Yep. Yeah. And then I have current and then total. That current is at zero, but you just gave us a hundred today, so I'm going to put a hundred in there. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So our total uh, should be twelve hundred, right? Uh, thirteen hundred because eleven goes 13. to the profession. Sorry, one one hundred goes to the profession. I don't know what number I just yeah. said. So you 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 started with a thousand, and crack, uh, C-Rex showing that he had already gotten two hundred more. So I may have given you guys. Uh, and that makes sense that I would have given you at least a hundred at the end of each session. So yeah, you guys can, everybody can be at 1300. Anybody need a refresher on how you spend those things? Please. Uh, so yeah. So on your character sheet, uh, when you created your character, you came up with for your uh, main areas, like combat, brawn, agility, perception, intelligence, willpower, and fellowship. Um, you, you came up with your percentile score in that. Um, and then if you look next to each of those big areas, um, there's something called advance, and there'll be six radio buttons. Each time you take an advance, in that particular area, you click it and it basically is going to uh, increase the bonus you have to, um, it gets calculated off that raw stat. Normally the bonus starts with whatever the tens digit is. So if you had a, a 40 and something, normally you would have a four as a uh, starting bonus, but then as you take advances, it adds to it. And so and typically those advances are going to help you with, you know, damage and things of that nature, depending on which uh, area that you put those advances in. Um, so that's that. Then there's skills. You'll see that each focus has four to four to eight skills associated with it. Um, you can take uh, each time you take a advance in a skill, uh, it will basically add 10%. So your, your role becomes whatever your raw score is, plus 10% for each skill is your adjusted score. Uh, there are also traits you can take. And 
uh, or excuse me, talents you can take. And those are basically special powers. And that's a look in the rule book thing. Uh, also, like I know when uh, I'm looking at crack sheet, he actually went through when you, whenever you create your character and you decide what their profession, are, profession is, it tells you all the advances that you have to have to complete that profession and move to the next tier of play. Um, and on Basically, your those are what you have to spend on. Correct. You can theoretically choose to spend on something other than that, but you're slowing down unlocking the next tier uh, for yourself. And so on your character sheet, there's a, a section called with the reward points, and then there's basic tier, and you put in your profession on the left, you put in your trait there, and then you can put in all of the advances for your particular profession. And then you, when you click the radio button, I believe it automatically picks up in your character sheet. I don't think you have to go back in and well, it could be wrong about that. I think I've had this exact discussion in the past and can't remember now whether it automatically picks up or not. I don't think it does because you have to put in what, what your advance yeah, is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. So. Other questions on how to spend your reward points? Do we have to spend them now? Now. Can we save them? You can save there's them. no reason not to. Wait, wait until right before you need them. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I might not know what the best thing to spend them on right now is. Right. No, it's, it's up to you. I mean, obviously, as has been hinted, um, you're you know, you're not getting the benefit of wherever those spins would have been, you know, you know, your skills are not going to be as high or you're not getting certain bonuses, but as long as you're fine with, you know, in the short term being slightly less effective, it's fine with me. So. So and, and maybe if you explain this, I apologize, but there are buttons under like between the focus and the skills and then, then there's buttons to the right of the skills. Are the ones those are the skill ranks. So each you, you can go up a up three radio buttons in each skill. That's the plus ten that you mentioned, right? That's the plus ten, correct? Uh, is the is the arrangement of the advanced buttons just accidentally aligned to the three bottom buttons and skill? Yes. Ranks? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, what he said. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe I'll just spend it on my uh, combat. Sure. Why not? We might even have combat tonight. Who knows? I did. Okay. Uh, anyone else questions about spending your advances? Your reward points? I'm about to spend one on uh, probably indifference. There we go. <laughs> I, I I do not suffer from resolve tests involving grisly scenes. <clears throat> and I just thought you were being a jackass. So there yeah, we go. Me too. I mean, he might be, but right. That, that's how Almost grim dark part of the rules. This is. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So the next thing that we would normally do at the beginning of the session is we would. Uh, I would roll a d10, 
and then everybody would check their corruption score against it. And depending on whether the D10 roll was uh, lower than your corruption score or higher than your corruption score would affect whether you gained an order rank or a chaos rank. Um, get 10 order ranks and you get an extra fate point, which is basically a, I don't want to be dead. I don't want to suffer this particular serious injury. Here's my fate point. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, chaos ranks, when you collect 10 of them, then you get some type of mutation or other chaos effect. So uh, I listened to the last session. I'm not sure that anybody got corruption in the last session. Does, does anyone think they got corruption in the last session? Maybe we should have the recap and that might help me remember. I don't think so. Sure. Does anybody want to take a stab at a recap for 50 reward points? Not I. That's half an advance. I, I remember Arthur bumbling his way through some sort of shipping dock situation. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Uh, That's probably not worth 50 by itself. So. Uh, and, uh, I, I dreamt of, uh, and this is without listening to it, because I, I didn't have time to listen to it, but this I dreamt of some angelic scene of a, of a Polish hero. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I think we hit a lot inside some sort of warehouse. Uh, <laughs> there was some new girl. I don't remember anything. Like Kyle's character. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Kyle's character. Yep. <laughs> she died. She did, did not she? die. <laughs> well, I'm just doing my best here. Where's Kyle? I don't know. Where's he? he has to object. He's in right. default. Okay. She died unless someone says no in five, four. Okay. That's all I got. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Anybody else? I remember uh, Duck very badly, almost desperate. It was a little shameless how badly he wanted to talk to Jesse's mom. <laughs> Jesse's mom. <laughs> yep. Uh, so here's what I remember having listened to the episode earlier in the week. Um, we did introduce a new character, uh, Brigida, played by Kyle, uh, who cannot make it tonight because uh, other people's games are cooler than mine. Um, so, <laughs> so I, don't, don't listen to what find other out people what, say about you, Rex. I know. It's, uh, he's going to find out what Grimdark really means. So, uh, <laughs> Above the table, Grimdark. Exactly. Uh, so Brigida is uh, the daughter of a family that had a farm uh, outside of Bad Kruznak. Um, and she knows Bertold because everybody knows Bertold. And her family had fled into the city uh, just in advance of the Spanish army arri arriving. I don't remember that we had a very good explanation of how she got separated from her family. I think they were actually trying to make their way back to the farm and she didn't want to go back. So she ended up connecting with Bertolt, who was recovering from the ass whooping he took. Uh, it's so, so, so much a value word there. Yes. Um, uh, in our, you know, kind of original one shot, session when he ran into uh, some mercenaries. And a witch. Um, yep, and a witch, potentially. Certainly one character thinks it's a witch. 
And and Caspar's line of fire. Right. And Caspar's line of fire. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, the uh, one of the town council who was originally from the docks uh, arrived to uh, reach out to Berthold to advise him that uh, to basically really compress it down that um, you know that the arrival of the Spanish and the fact that they have uh, um, put the you know von Ballingen, um noble in charge of you know made a mayor of the city this is not going to be good it's not going to be good for the docks and the people of the docks and suggesting that potentially there might need to be a resistance to the Spanish and and he just wanted to make sure that Bertolt was on on board Bertolt was on board with that um, there was some commotion outside, so Hen and Zabignu decided to carefully investigate and see what they could learn, which resulted in Hen drawing lots of attention to himself, um, being subjected to some scrutiny by, from a Spanish guard, uh, and then somehow parlaying that into actually being able to go on the barge in question and unload stuff. Which I feel like this this game's basically just a series of vignettes where art is is <laughs> engaging in menial labor. Uh, and, <laughs> that, and, and that's and role playing. You know, art's hands are soft and weak. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. not at all like me. <laughs> and that's how he solves all the mystery is he just engages in various menial labor and stuff falls in his lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the takeaway from that scene was that uh the Spanish were seizing any barges uh, that were coming into the town and, you know, first dibs on the goods. And obviously the barge itself, they were holding on to because they're going to use bad cruise neck as kind of a staging base to move to the actual Rhine and finish the conquest of the Palestine. Uh, there was a lot of talking about, which direction y'all were going to go. And I'll, I'll at the end of the recap, kind of tell you where I still think the different uh, options are for you to go. Uh, ultimately, you guys got out on the streets and um, realized there was some commotion on the streets and kind of followed the crowd to the Jewish quarter, Jewish neighborhood. You know, we didn't really have a specific term for it. Uh, and uh, ultimately concluded that Lev Hyman, who was a prominent member of the Jewish community, and in fact was the member of the Jewish community who spoke up at the town hall meeting when the Spanish announced, you know, the new mayor and how things were going to work. You know, he raised a fuss because, um, you know, the uh, a prominent Jewish family, the parents had been uh, killed and their children had disappeared and he wanted to know what happened to the children and no one could give him the answers and um, he really kind of caused a fluffle basically caused the meeting to come to an end um, he, did they meet some sort of supernatural end like who was it particularly terrible the the, the dead uh, family members there no they they got blown up on a barge trying we to, were trying to get them out and, you know, they got oh I thought there was somebody else. I well, no, no. The old so guy the, there. The, oh, sorry. The sorry. parents died in front of y'all. Right. Um, it's, 
by the they were the ones that were shot by the town militia. Um, oh, oh. yes, yes, yes. And then y'all, you know, their dying you know, request was that you, you know, take care of their kids. And so y'all took their kids and thought that it'd be a good idea to put the kids on the last boat out with the kids in the orphanage. And, and y'all had done your good deed and you sent the boat out of the river to be blown up by Spanish artillery uh, and sunk. Uh, so you guys know what happened to the kids, but so far y'all have not volunteered. Now complicating matters, the fact that uh, the prior night, um, Lev Hyman passed away. And at least uh, one of the rabbis is convinced that he, uh, he succumbed to some form of demonic or devilish or evil um, intervention. That's my, that's my guy right there. Yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure it's called. We lost to Jesse. Nope, sorry. You're pretty sure it's called, and then you broke it off. <laughs> pretty sure it's called being a Jew in the 30 years war. Could be. Could be as well. Um, uh, but the, and basically the group was outside this residence. There were people mourning, um, and uh, uh, Bertold knew uh, a member of the crowd. It's uh, um, another member of the Jewish community that actually is a barge owner, and Bertold's worked for him for a few times. So there's a connection there, and and he shared that um, the reason the rabbi is so concerned is that uh, Lev Hyman's death was very unnatural. It was as if he had aged, you know, twenty or thirty years between the time he went to sleep and the time his wife realized he was dead the next morning. Uh, and I think that's pretty much where we wrapped was with y'all processing, you know, that information, you know, outside his house in the, in the Jewish quarter. Um, you guys hadn't really decided what you were going to do with that information. So, well, you guys hadn't discussed, I know exactly what the big news can do with that information, but, as a group, you guys have not discussed or made any decisions about that. Uh, so that's kind of where things left off. So uh, what we had, because uh, Jesse could not be with us last session, we had, I had kind of slow rolled um, uh, the meeting with his character's mother, who is an attendant at the castle or the local baron. Um, resides and as just a reminder the the lay of the land politically here is um that you know there's still a nobility and there's a baron who kind of presides over you know this barony that includes bad kruznak but bad kruznak is a um you know center of economic activity and over the course of time the the members of the community have gained through the formation of a, a city council and a, a mayor and they have some now set they have some say in how things are done politically um so the baron's been left in place by the spanish but they appointed a new mayor uh to replace him uh but there was uh, some discussions about going and talking to casper's mother and i kind of slow rolled that um since jesse wasn't here because that 
could be some spotlight time for him. Uh, so I still think there are, you know, in broadly, you know, some directions to go. I mean, if there was a witch active in the city, um, y'all could certainly try to determine where she might be and and learn things about her and potentially do something about her being there. Um, if you wanted to um, you know, resist the Spanish occupation of the city and the, and the use of the city as a forward operating base, then you're, you know, at least have at least one contact who could be interested in helping you there. Um, the newly appointed mayor is Catholic and not extremely popular. And he has a son who is commonly referred to as Art. Old douchebag. What kind of douchebag? Pop, uh, popped collar douchebag. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. We got it. I mean, douchebag really doesn't help us that much. Pop collar douchebag tells us yeah. everything we need to know. We're in an ocean of douchebags here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, uh, so those are certainly uh, probably three main vectors that you can go. You can pursue the witch issue. You can uh, become freedom fighters. You can have a more narrow thing about the you know new mayor and his son. Um, and then there's some side stuff going on. So Casper probably is interested in some of the side stuff, maybe a little bit more than everyone else. And that's you know kind of where we've left it. So we can do and I'll take questions from y'all in a moment. We can do a couple things. We can pick up in media res outside the Hyman house and just go. Or we can also kind of hit the fast forward button. Um, if you guys would kind of like to maybe have had a day go by so you can um, you have stuff can we, like can we can we break break through into the Hyman house just just to, just to get in there? Sorry. Sure. No, yeah, you guys can get no, in no, there. I just so. Oh, got it. Nice. It was a, okay. Joke. I was okay. I was about to make a similar joke about how it, I'm glad it's I was known in town it. as the Broken Hyman House. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting run for me tonight because I feel like I am definitely not on my A game. So. Uh, so oh, we'll I, got I got it. Yeah. I got it. Oh God. Jesus, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes. I, haven't, I haven't thought about that thing for a while. <laughs> uh, back up. Can I ask oh, a question about read the table? That comes up oh, absolutely. Uh, just really quickly, going back to the initial fight when the nun aged a day, does anybody remember, did there seem to be cooperation between who we were fighting and her, or did it seem like she slipped in the background because everybody else was preoccupied. Does anybody remember if that was a detail that came out during that fight? Well, during, during that fight, she kind of snuck in from behind them, uh, in, from the same area where they were coming from, right? They said that same as she kind of like slithered out and did her business and then slithered back in or disappeared or whatever. But then we saw her later hanging out with the captain of all of those uh, ne'er-do-wells and uh, hanging some dude upside down by his feet and shouting right. at him about something. So they are in league. Right. So we've gotten proof that there is collusion. Yes. 
Certainly in the mind of Zbigniew, he has all the evidence he needs to proceed. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah, remember who you're talking to, C-Rack. Come on. Casting, <laughs> casting doubt. <laughs> Alleged. Hey, He's casting you, doubt. you had a dream, a vision from a saint. What can I do to top that? Well, who doesn't? You don't? <laughs> well, the, the the other characters have not, at least not advised me of their vision. because they're not yet, Catholic. So. Okay. All right. Why would she come to them? Okay. Or was it a guy saying, I forget. What was I doing? <laughs> uh, it was St. Casimir? Uh, that's, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey. It was fantastic. You brought that up out of nowhere and rolled so much. You mean you mean out of Wikipedia? That's right. <laughs> whatever. I'd hate but, whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a sandbox game, so it's pretty much kind of what yeah. you guys want to do and I'm, where I'm you want to go. And yeah, I, I feel role playing wise, I don't think Bertolt would have a. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in a firm. I don't have a firm preference. So if someone does, I'm. I'm willing to go with flow. Well, Casper was definitely getting some weird signals from his mom during the. Oh yeah, the, I'm uh, definitely town, up for me. Town hall meeting. So. <laughs> I think he he wants to talk to her about what what's going on. I definitely and, think we should. And do that. whether. Whether whether she thinks it's smart for him to want to join the freedom fighters that could be i mean do you bring that up to the, to the group is that something you said to the group or is that something you're just thinking um i would say that my mom was giving me weird signals from from the stage okay but i, yeah, I wouldn't go into to my suspicions my talk, suspicions and I don't know how aware uh, Hen was of the nun. Well, did we all stop and look at the shriveled nun after the fight? Because I was not really part of the fight for most of it until <laughs> the very end. You want to remind everyone of that? Uh, <laughs> shots were fired. Um, yeah, I, I know. So I know, the, way, uh, the way I remember it, we we... We didn't know she was all shriveled until after the fight. Because I, I think I went and looked. I I, I right. definitely remember looking after the fight. And that may be when I found out she was shriveled. Yes, I think that's a, a fair uh, yeah, but, yeah. statement. All right, so it seems like we'd probably all be somewhat aware that this is the second shriveled person we've encountered since the Spanish occupancy took place um that is a fair statement let me look at my character sheet really quickly um do i i'm just trying to see if i have a skill that would be like rumors or anything like that let me just uh rumor i do have this, the skill literally rumor is it possible yeah. to do a check where like huh this is the second shriveled up person I've encountered can i sort of try and recollect any rumors like of something like is this new or is this something i've heard you know heard of some capacity either whether like a, a wives tale or some 
rumor I dismissed as crazy before. Uh, let me do actually hold that thought. We're going to do that. Um, two other things that we are supposed to do at the beginning of each session. Um, you guys also have, you guys have fate points. Each one of you has one of those. That's your, I don't want to die. I don't want to have this serious injury point. You also have a pool of fortune points um, that start with the number of players plus one. So you guys have four fortune points. You can use them to re-roll uh, dice, except for you can't re-roll critical failures, but you can re-roll failures. Uh, you can use them to take an ex to have an extra action point if we get into like a combat type situation where we're keeping track of action points. Uh, and there's a third thing you can spend them on, and I never remember what that third thing is, but I will find it on my cheat sheet in a moment. Um, and when you spend those fortune points, uh, you give them to me, they become miss fortune points, and I can basically use them for the same thing. So. Uh, all right. The last thing you can use the fortune point for is if you roll, uh, there are times when we roll D6s either as quote unquote chaos dice or fury dice. Uh, you can spend a uh, fortune point to basically say that one was a six. Uh, and so like for fury dice, they typically are rolled to generate damage. Um, and they explode on sixes or D six. So basically if you get a six, then you roll another one. So um, you could uh, blow up a, a damage die that way. So those are the things that you spend fortune on. And then the last thing we haven't done that we're supposed to at the beginning of the session, according to the guy that wrote the rules, is we set the initiative. Uh, in case you guys end up in combat, we do that now, just so uh, we're not slowing down to do it at the time. So the way you do initiative is you roll a d10, and you add it to, uh, on your character sheet, each of you, if you look down, uh, below where all your stats are. There's an initiative number on your on your character sheets and Is it under the tiles and trapping. Yeah, it's I. It's been so long since I looked at this care sheet. Kyle's has got his in the compressed mode, and I'm just trying to remember how you uncompress it. Is it an edit action? Because I just want to use this as an example. But has everyone going to find their initiative number? Because I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, three plus yeah. PB. Yep, three plus whatever your perception bonus is. So. Roll those, give me those numbers, and we will. There's no uh, built-in functionality to roll initiative. You have to just roll a d10 and add three plus your perception bonus to it, and we'll have a number. So who just rolled? C-Rack. Was that he did not add his. Um, he did not add his initiative. 
I'm I'm doing it manually. Hold on. The the bonus is okay. I got it. The big square. All right. So, all right. So it's D10 plus whatever is in the big square for perception. Plus another three. No. Plus another three. Yeah. Right. On your character sheet, uh, there's just below the difficulty rating chart. Um, yes. Farther down, there should be a place where it says encumbrance li limit, and then it says initiative. There's actually a box where you can put your three plus PB number so you know what it is. So, uh, no, it, uh, it, 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 it calculates it for you. Oh, nice. There you go. Look at that. So Casper is sitting at an 18, and Hen is at 16, and the big new is 15. Say that again. 15. 15. Okay. That's some pretty good initiative. All right. Um, Product tools. Yep. And I think I told everyone to just go ahead and go up one order rank because I don't think I gave anybody chaos. So everybody would have advanced an order rank. So that moves it to the left one? No, we just, oh, it fills in. I got it. Okay. It fills in. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the thing that can be a little confusing when you read the rules. It sounds like you're like sliding back and forth between order and chaos. You're not. You're actually tracking them separately. So you could you could be in like this weird situation where you're you're eight order and seven chaos. Um, just when when you get to ten, then you reset. So I think it's gonna be a while before you get to ten. Oh, so you can have order ranks and chaos ranks at the same time. Correct. Yep. Correct. Yeah, I missed that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's because. In the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of words he used to talk about that, he never actually really, I felt, explained it. Actually nailed that down clearly. I mean, I think it's it's in there. It's just right. Uh, uh, reading his his book at times can be a challenge. Although I feel like when I was looking at it to get ready for tonight, for some reason, it, maybe because I've read it enough, it, it was reading a little easier for me. It's becoming absorbed in your brain. Yes, or I'm, or I'm becoming more like him. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> Assimilation. Yes. yes, I'm sure. It's, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a joke that, I was gonna make a joke that was going to be probably misinterpreted. So, uh, Those are the best all right. Yeah. Well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, we can pick up in media res. Exactly where you were, or we can kind of fast forward to um, the meeting with, you know, Jesse's mom or Casper's mom, or we can go somewhere in between those points. Because I'm going to say the the you know Lev Hyman's house situation was you know mid afternoon, and and the message you had gotten is that Casper's uh, mother wouldn't be available until after she was finished with the. You know, making sure the evening meal had been presented to the Baron and his family. Uh, yeah. So before we, I, I don't mind fast forwarding if that's what people want to do. Is it okay if I just do that rumor check to see if this is something yeah. new or something I may have heard? Yeah. So, so, right. And 
are you just trying to dredge up what you currently know? Or are you telling me that you want to spend some time, you know, kind of talking to some uh, people you know, see if you can. Right off the bat, I just want to just sort of search my memory. Um, sure. At the moment. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. What would you like me to set the difficulty to? Um, I'm going to have you leave it at standard. I'm going to, because I'm actually going to treat this as what's called a secret test. In the secret test, you roll it standard, and I actually know what the difficulty is, and I will actually look at your results and uh, determine. I'll give information, and you'll have to decide how good that information is. All right. Uh, well, let me roll up that 88. <laughs> it's such a good number. Okay, it's not the worst. Not great. Give me a second here. Some technical problems. Why are you not? There we go. All right, so what do we get? Rule of 64. Your ratings of 52? Yeah. yeah. So you don't have any specific recollection of a particular rumor like this. It just seems to kind of fit with you know, the things you were told as a kid about, you know, um, you know, witches, you know, stealing the souls of children and things of that nature. So it sounds witchy um, based on your upbringing, but it's not like, oh, I remember one time I was in that town and they had somebody who died the exact same way. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, nothing particularly actionable at this point in time other than yeah that sounds like stuff witches do that that that, that checks out the math checks out on, on does that witch. answer change if i've spent several days spreading the rumor that there's a witch i'm assuming yeah assuming hen's goal was to determine if prior to anybody else uh, it, it, recent events had he ever encountered something like this before? He had not. Right. So, C-Rack leaks uh, it to the New York Times, then quotes the story. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, how do you guys kind of want to proceed at this point? It's your sandbox. So, so the meeting with Jesse's mom was couldn't happen till later. Is it worth going to check out the, um, the Hyman house? <laughs> you guys are currently outside the Hyman house. So we... uh, if you remember, there's a, a rabbi who's like, who's you know, going through this ceremony to, to bless, you know, the threshold of the home and, and warded against. How did we get here again? Y'all were making your way through the town, and it was the kind of the classic, like you you saw people kind of heading to one part of the town, and there appeared to be some commotion. So you kind of just followed the crowd, and once you got there, you realized. Uh, and you, uh, Bertold, actually uh, had a connection with a guy named uh, his last name's Meisner. And he's one of the barge owners that you knew, uh, Ludolf Meisner. 
he's the one who kind of gave you the, the information. So you guys could pick up right there outside, or you guys could fast forward to um, uh, meeting with you know Casper's mother. And you can also, uh, if you guys want some time to pass, so you can say, we went and did X, Y, and Z things that, that might not be the most scintillating role playing, but would give you the ability to say, you know, what did we find out or what did we learn or yeah. what did we accomplish? We can do that as well. So uh, I like that last option. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How far do you want to fast forward? Uh, let's just fast forward to meeting the meeting with Caspar's mom. And in between, okay. we talked to the the barge owner, and we went by the the Hyman house, um, but they wouldn't let us in. Yeah, you guys were outside the Hyman house. So it would have been kind of weird to, like, Bertolt kind of knows everybody to some extent, but, right. you know. I'm, I'm not, not sure yet. Who... I wouldn't have no business being there, so we probably would not have been able to get in. So. Right. But, yeah, maybe um, we would have, you know, we would have hung around and if there sure. was any like rumor or gossip to pick up, but you know, you probably already gave us all. Well, no, yeah, again, the, yeah, the, the shriveled definite feeling in the, this, and it spread through the crowd when the rabbi started doing his thing is that, you know, that evil is definitely afoot. Um, and, you know, Lev's passing is not a natural thing. And, um, okay. So pe people are definitely anxious. Uh, you know, they're grieving, but they're also kind of like, why'd this happen? And and again, you know, we're we're playing in a historical setting, and you know, Jesse kind of touched on that before. I mean, you know, you're a Jewish person living in the 1600s in Germany, which really anywhere in yes, in in yeah, I know that's a big leap for him. Um, yeah, this is a community that has historically, whenever, you know, either something bad's happened or whenever a leader has a whim, then it's pogrom time and bad stuff happens. So there's, there's like a cultural or a social anxiety that's always just under the surface. And now it's basically no longer under the surface. They're, they're definitely scared and grieving about the, the passing of love. All right. Anybody else want to? What were we going to check out on the bars, Jesse? What were you? The, or with the barge? I think we were just going to see if, uh, you know, Uncle Bert, don't you have uh, that that Jew friend who owns the barge? Well, he's the what does he know us. about what's happening? Yeah, I mean, is there another guy I can talk to? Yeah, fast forward. Give, give us, throw us some, throw us some crumbs, Rex, or make us roll, whatever. We'll, sure. We'll, we'll pound the ground for the investigating uh, this Hyman death um, sure. until until it's time to meet with Jesse's mom. So, but is it uh, Hin and uh, is the big news or anything? That well, I, you would... The big news handing out pamphlets about you know <laughs> how to identify witches. Uh, so I, I, I don't feel like Spignev is uh, much of an investigator, uh, but he will follow <laughs> them around uh, in case they get into any trouble. So I, I, you know, they they don't seem to be the best, uh, you know, fighting force. 
So and the I, I real could... question is, how did Zbigniew get get so many pieces of the True Cross? <laughs> exactly. They're everywhere. He's selling them left and right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the True Cross is his best item. I just gotta say. Yeah, I mean, really, all you pick up about um, you know the Hyman situation again, you know, the the night before, you know, uh, he was. You know, after the town hall meeting broke up, you know, he met with some other, you know, leaders of their community and they talked about things they might do. And, um, you know, in fact, you know, Master Meisner was uh, was one of them. And, you know, they all agreed that, you know, the next day they would potentially go to the Baron and beseech him directly to see if, if he could in some way... Uh, you know, get them answers or, or get someone to look at the situation, find these children. Um, they, they didn't completely buy Casper's, you know, we put them on a boat and, and they're fine. They're, they're, they're somewhere else. Um, you know, that seemed to lead to more questions than it really did answers. Uh, and, you know, he, Lev Hyman appeared to be perfect health, you know, same old Lev Hyman. And, you know, you got through Meisner that, you know, he, he went to bed and his uh, his wife woke, you know, somewhat delicately uh, to, to use the chamber pot. Um, and, you know, when she returned to bed, she realized he was he was cold to the touch. And, you know, she got a lamp and lit it up and you know, screamed in I would in point horror. out that they probably sleep in different beds. Oh, okay. There but, we go. But sure, she she woke up to use the chamber pot, checked in on her husband to see if okay. he was in the mood, and boom. See, there we go. <laughs> this is the downside of having Jesse in my game. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, he won't he won't <laughs> let me slide on certain things. So sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's good. So uh, so again, no, you know, she, she didn't mention at least to Meisner, you know, seeing anything or hearing anything, just he's gone. So, so at this point, you guys don't really have a strong lead on, you know, what, um, you know, what did him in other than the big news theory uh, about what witches. did him in. Yeah, it's definitely witches. Oh, yeah, because it was definitely old age in one day. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Caspar believes everything Zbigniew says, like 100% truth. Okay. He is a little gullible. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because while you were not here, uh, if I remember correctly, you actually tried to convert uh, Zbigniew. So it didn't work, but you, you made the effort. So. Oh, yes. No, no, of course. Because right. I mean, everyone deserves a chance at heaven. Yeah, you don't want your new you don't want your new friend going to hell, that's for sure. So um or Catholic heaven, which is probably just like hell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um it's just no Catholic schoolgirls in Catholic heaven, that's all I'm saying. Right. Um Okay. So do y'all want to fast forward to the evening? You know, the the security situation's a little more stable now, so now you can um, you can make your way across the bridges 
to the other side of the river where the, I forgot what I call it now. We're just gonna call it the castle at this point in time. Um, where the castle sits and there's not a whole lot there. The castle sits up on some high ground. You know, it originally was the, um, it was originally built there to dominate the river. And then the town kind of grew up around it. Um, of course, it was built to dominate the river in a substantially different point of military technology. It's, it's not really a very valuable fortification uh, in the 1600s. You know, in the 1400s, it would have been a great fortification. But it's still where the Baron resides and where Casper's mother works. So uh, you guys get to the castle uh, and uh, there's a little bit of, because there's the regular um, guards, for lack of a better term, you know, the, the household troops of, uh, you know, Gerhard von Kausenberg, the, uh, the Baron. Uh, they're there, but there are Spanish troops with them. Uh, and even so you kind of definitely. The, uh, even at the service, uh, servant's entrance? Uh, yes. Well, because I'm I'm thinking castle, you know that it's. Oh right. Yeah, you know, there's there's there's, there's a, a set of walls. Yeah, there's gates to get in, and then there's the actual structure that you would call a castle within that complex. Um, so to get through the gates to get in, there are the household troops, um, but then there are Spanish soldiers as well, kind of just keep an eye on things. Um, uh, now, Casper, they know you, so um, well, the guards what are you going to tell them? The... the household troops know you, um, recognize you, but they look a little askance when you show up with, well, I, let me back up. Are you bringing everyone? Um, <clears throat> what did... I'm, I'm bringing Uncle Bert. Yeah, okay. I would have gone, um, gone to see... Uh... Casper's mom before. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, I think Hen and Big New can probably talk their way in as, you know, looking for work. And and I'll say, you know, they, um, you know, where where should they go to to apply for for uh, you know guard duty or what whatnot. So, uh, and so in Hin and Zvignu, is this how you want to spend your time? You, if you want to do something different, I, you know, you guys don't have how many problems splitting the party and and jumping between scenes. So, no, basically, uh, I mean that that's to get them in in the gate. Once once we're in the gate, sure. they can they can join us. I just didn't know if they wanted to go explore in a completely different line of, you know, stuff. Right. Uh, no, I, I'm okay. I'm okay uh, going going with them. Uh, okay. I, I feel like all all my questions are kind of answered, but uh, <laughs> you know, other than just doing purification <laughs> rituals myself, <laughs> just getting ready for you know it's a lot of prayer. But I could I could pray while they're talking. So okay, that's fine. Nice, nice. And I assume Hen probably would not solo go off and do other stuff at this point uh no no and getting a chance to just be in the belly of the beast i think 
I'll uh, sort of scope it out and just see what it's like in there. Okay. That is not a problem. Uh, so the uh, the household troops don't really give you any problem, but it is uh, a little interesting that they kind of eyeball Zabignu and they're like, weren't you here a few days ago? But they don't make a big deal out of it and, and they, they let you on in. So is everyone going to go? Omnipotent boys. Right. That's what, that's what I tell them. Okay. Yeah, uh, you notice Zabignu that, that they're not completely focused on your words, that they're staring uh, at the kind of your forehead area. So um, then you get that sinking feeling that, you know, once again, the fact you only have one eyebrow is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just become your defining thing. How frustrating is that? But that's, that's all they can really see is the fact that you've got one eyebrow. So. I'll, I'll research some, some cures for that. Nice. Maybe there's a cure already. Maybe sort of you like, find a uh, sort of vegetable I could rub on it. Maybe, 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 maybe exotic Spanish vegetable you before we kill her. I was gonna say maybe there's a a woman versed in, uh, you know, uh, the magic of the earth and its healing powers that have been corrupted by these false religions and their false gods. I can so, save her. Well, she can save you. We can so, save each other. It would be beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Okay. So uh, everybody's going to tag along with Casper to go uh, uh, meet with his mom. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Oh, I'm different. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So seeing you guys are kind of in the, uh, you know, servants. Uh, pantry area, you know, it's it's, it's kind of off the kitchen proper, um, and uh, you know, Casper, you've spent many years of your life in this area uh, because your mother's chambers aren't too far away from there. Although she has uh, moved into the nicer chambers because she's now one of the main, uh, you know, head servants uh, in the castle. She's really you know worked her way up over the years. Um, in fact, you can, you know, when you first arrive, you can see she's kind of giving you know, final instructions there, there, you know, the, the ends of the meal are being brought back and, um, you know, the, the food that can be preserved in some way, you know, to, to be used later is going to be done that and the leftovers, you know, well, that's why it's good to work in the castle because, you know, the leftovers are leftovers. Yeah. So. Um, and she sees you in, in Berthold, uh, and you kind of gives a warm smile and in fact, you know, comes up, gives, gives you a hug, Casper, and says, you know, sit, sit, you know, Berthold, how are you? What's her, what's her first name again? Maria. Maria. Uh, he'll, uh, he'll, uh, stammer a little bit and say, I'm, I'm well, Maria. Nice. Please, please sit. And uh, and now she catches sight of him and Zabignu. Um, 
and she falters slightly and you know turns back to you, Casper. Are, are they are they with you? Yes, mother. Uh, well, yes, friends of my son are are welcome. Please, please be seated. Uh, I'll be with you shortly. And then she kind of hustles off to, um, you know, make sure basically everyone knows what they're doing and they're doing it the way they're supposed to. And, um, you know, you can definitely, if you have not figured it out before, Casper, you can definitely see that, you know, your mom's really, she's arrived. You know, she is, uh, this is her thing and she knows it inside out and she does a really good job. And, um, because on some level that gives you some sense of pride that you know she's accomplished so much so and then she you returns know, pride, pride is uh is my order alignment mm, nice I'm, I'm feeling pretty proud right now yep yep uh well you guys want to take a break and uh, not a break you guys want to take a moment and and talk about your order alignments and your chaos alignments uh, we haven't really done much with them and i'm not sure i'm really gonna do much of them tonight but it, doesn't hurt to remember what they are. Sure. So, so Casper, tell us what your order alignment is. My order alignment is pride. Mm -hmm. And my yeah. chaos alignment is arrogance. Right. And so uh, the idea is that if you sort of play and lean into either one of those, you can gain more, uh, gain ranks, right? in chaos or order sure that sounds like a reasonable design decision uh, so i'm sure somewhere in the many 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 words i i could find that conclusion so uh it's just been a long time since i've read that section so uh it's 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 weird they use the word alignment in the character sheet it's not exactly alignment it's, it's no. kind of how it's kind of how order would manifest in you or the positive side of right your personal trait and then you know the arrogance is the chaotic side you know if you were acting you know more right. driven Too by the negative aspect of it you were so. acting you prideful you. perhaps <laughs> right uh so Bertolt, tell us about your order and your chaos alignment my order alignment is ferocity and my chaos alignment is hatred. So I'm fully mm. down on the Yoda tree. Nice. <laughs> uh, Hen? Uh, yeah, my order is ambition. Uh, so obviously I'm driven with nothing standing in my way. And uh, my chaos is tyranny. So while it says here in the book, I'm a natural leader, uh, I might inspire those who listen to nice. terrible things that might Sounds be like Ken's going to need to step his game up. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out ways to <laughs> to get people to... I've been trying to think of moments when I could uh, sort of be pushy, even though I'm definitely right. getting them to do something that's not in their self-interest. Well, maybe in a town sure. that's just yeah. had its political order turned upside down by a foreign military occupation, there could be a few opportunities to, uh, to do <laughs> exactly. things. Yeah. So, uh, is it Yeah, I uh, have an order alignment of independence and a chaos alignment of rebellion. And I don't see the problem with either one of them. So, it should be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we're, go we're all good here. Yes. Uh, 
uh, also possibly an ideal set of alignments to have in a town that's just had its political order turned upside down, occupation by a foreign military power. So, uh, okay. So uh, Maria returns and, and you know, has a seat at the table where y'all are sitting as well. And, um, you know, Casper, I, I've gotten your messages. Is something wrong? Uh, well, you were acting a bit strange during the uh, announcement of, of our new mayor. I just wanted to to know if everything was all right. And and you kept looking at um, what's the captain's name? We're uh, hold on a second. Uh, we lost our recording. We lost everything. Oh uh -oh. no! We still have GR. GR might still be in there. Now recording. Okay. Okay. So we'll pick up with Casper uh, telling his mother what his concerns are. Kept looking at uh, the the Spanish captain, I, and then looking at me. Were you trying to tell me something? Um. Let's have you roll some dice. Dice should uh -huh. we have you roll? The good ones. Uh, I'm gonna have you roll guile. Guile. Oh. And I'm gonna Stun say that I, 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 Well done. Well done. I applaud you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was searching for that. I was like, what was it? What was the thing? Um I'm going to say it's actually easy. So there's a decent chance that you'll pass this, even though you're terrible in fellowship. Not terrible. 34 is not good. I have one advance in it. You do. Oh, and he, oh, he rolls a 34. There you go. I've done um, it on a standard difficulty. Yes. So uh, your mother is uh, uncomfortable, and you actually catch uh, almost uh, a, a, just the faintest hint of a blush as you ask that question. Um, she says, "I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I, I was not my intent to tell you." Or, or suggest anything to you, Casper. I'm, I'm sorry. It was a very, uh, it was a very difficult day. The the Baron obviously is doing his very best to deal with the new circumstances. And um, is, is that was, Spanish captain making you do things against your will? Uh, why would why would you say that? No, uh, no. What 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 led you to that opinion? I just, I know how the how these army people think. They think they can, when they take a town, they can do anything they want. Oh, is no, no, Nef, no. Is, is Big Nef hearing this? Uh, I, I, you tell me, is the Big Nef uh, I'm, Like, are they speaking quietly to each other? Are they just like, no. we're all in the room? Yeah, yeah. all right. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that that he even knows what, what that is. Oh. 
I mean, okay. it, 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 it's not like the, the <laughs> it's changed much in the past couple thousand years. <laughs> right. I thought you were, I thought you were pretty young now. I'm like, oh boy. He is. Talk to he is. about it. I am, but I, I go out hunting with the, with the Baron and his guests and they all love talking about all the towns they've taken and the fun they had afterwards. It's big enough start to blush too. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so now she seems actually a little worried that you think that this uh, Spanish captain is, you know, coercing her into to, to things, or you know, you're not, you're not angry with him, are you? I, I, I would well, you tell me if you did I, I just, foolish. I just want to know what's going on. She's now cutting eyes at the the other people with you, um, and you feel like maybe she's weighing what she should or should not say. I, uh, I can't hear. Gentlemen, may, can I have some uh, a, a moment, please? I assume everybody's going to give him some space. Yep, of course. Uh, yeah. So I think I mentioned this at one point in an earlier session. I sort of see. Uh, Casper's mom as potential inroad to the kinds of things I want to do to rich people. Mm -hmm. So I want to give them space so she keeps talking, but I also want to hear what she has to say. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would try and give some distance, but I would definitely try and figure out a way to keep eavesdropping. Okay. Try to eavesdrop. Okay. Uh, let us do this. Why don't you let's look at your sheet for a second? You want me to roll my shitty eavesdrop skill? Yeah, I think I think it's absolutely the time for you to roll your shitty eavesdrop skill. So nice. Um, I, I'm gonna say, where's it located? Why can't I find it? It's under a perception. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it is under the circumstances, she's pretty clearly focused on Casper. So it's going to be a routine a test for you, plus 10%. Okay. Uh, let me give it a roll. Let's see an 88. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Interesting. The fuck is that? <laughs> it's the exact same roll that Jesse just had. So I'm wondering if the die rollers. So. I'm going to assume that because I've never succeeded on a roll yet. So. I mean, if we get 34s the rest of the night, it's going to be pretty sweet. Roll it again. Just, just <laughs> yeah, I'll just do a <laughs> test. Let's go fight the witch yeah. immediately. <laughs> That's right. Oh, <laughs> okay. Nice. You better. Cool. This. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of make your way off. You know, what are you going to do to try to cover the fact that you're eavesdropping? Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be too obvious if I tried to pick up a bench and carry it inside. So nice, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, I'll uh, try. So here's what I'll try and do. Um, I'll very clearly. I don't know if this makes any sense. In her line of sight, I'll clearly walk away, and then you know, as somebody passes by, I'll sort of shift out of her line of sight and try and hook around behind a little bit. Okay. And are you trying to make sure that Casper does not figure out what you're doing? Um, you know what? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I'm not looking to offend him. Sure. Uh, Big Nancy completely supports this activity. 
I don't know. Would I care if I offended him? But yeah, no, I, I would try and keep them both from knowing. Right. So, Casper, let's do this. Why don't you go ahead and roll a um, awareness for me? And I'm going to say for you, it's going to be challenging because your your mom's clearly kind of you're focused on your mom. Yeah. So. Okay. Challenging awareness. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's, he's critically failed, so critically, um, critically failed. I just have this picture of him like standing three feet behind uh, Maria <laughs> and like you know making monkey faces and, and dancing around, and Casper's just like you know zoned <laughs> right in, oblivious. yeah, completely oblivious. So, oh, sounds wow. about right. All right, so you know that you, you've got your space now, and. Um, she uh, she takes your hand and she says, uh, uh, "Captain Captain Domena is someone that I have not seen in a long time, and, and I wasn't expecting to see him. So I I'm sure I was just startled uh, by his." by his arrival under these circumstances. And then I'm sure that's what you saw. And, and but it's fine. He's, he's uh, not made any demands of me. Uh, we haven't even spoken since uh, his return. We just. Wait, what do you mean his return? return? Well, we, we met long ago. He Mother. visited the castle at a different time. Daddy. How long ago? How are you? <laughs> She's doing the math in her head. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is attempting <laughs> to deflect as much as possible. So she is. Uh, well, it's. I mean, it's been years. I don't. I don't know. It's. Uh, you know, there's been so many visitors to the castle. It's difficult to to remember precisely. Uh, and how many of them also visit your bedchambers, mother? Oh, oh shit! You, you mom, you whore! <laughs> I'm I'm pretty pissed that she's not just coming out and telling me because I've I've always suspected, wow. right? And and it's come to this, and she's not being straight with me. Wow! Uh, I feel like you should roll some dice for that. So okay, I'm just not sure what. I'll absolutely tell you to take a corruption point, by the way. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Arrogance. Boom. In fact, you know what? Wow. Take two corruption points. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, smoking. I love it. Good work. So, um. uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to decide. Yeah, she looks like you just smacked her in the face with a heavy club. Like, you can actually almost see her repeating the words you just said uh, in her mind. And now you see, like, tears forming in her uh, her eyes gosh it's not really a great not, nothing's leaping out of me for for you to roll so interrogation um, sure yeah roll interrogation that's fine i'm going to say that it is because you know her and because you, she's definitely on tilt at this point. 
uh, I'm going to say that it is, uh, let's say it's routine. Okay. And I, and I know exactly how Casper is going to react when he fails. <laughs> oh, God, oh. mother. I, I don't know what came over me. That was... <laughs> Jeez. I'm just now, before I'm you, very stressed because, because you did fail. Uh, there, is, there are five fortune points sitting there. You could spend one of those fortune points to uh, re-roll that. No, the Casper was going to fail. This was okay. Um, not worth spending fortune on. Right. So I just, I just I'm so tired of all the lies and not knowing what's going on. And, Please forgive uh, me, mother. Yes. And so she's, she's definitely crying now. And I thought I had raised you. I just, I don't know that I ever would have thought that those words would have come out of your mouth that way. I, oh, Casper, have I done a poor job raising you? I, I would like to know who my father is, so that even if I am a bastard, I I can be a bastard of someone noteworthy, or not even <laughs> even not, but um, I, I, right. So she is uh, she's not leaping on the opportunity to answer that question. Um, you know, she's like, she reaches out and she's kind of like stroking, you know, your hair and you know, she's still going on about, does she do a poor job raising you? And, and she's sorry for the pain you know, you've had. And, but really would, you know, would it matter? I mean, would it matter who, who your father actually is when he's not been in your life? And I've, I've done the best I can and you, you seemed happy and you, You've been successful, and that's all I've ever wanted for you. And so I just, I don't see how it ever would help anything. And, and it might just give you this, might cause you more pain or confusion. And, and I just, I didn't want that for you. I just, I wish things had, had worked out differently, but, but I had to do the best I could for you. And I'm sorry if I've failed you. No, you've done your best, Mother. So she is uh, still pretty emotional at this point in time. Uh, and it's, and uh, Hen, what are you doing with this? So <laughs> I I am 100% like putting in my little mental notebook, like Casper's dad uh, equals, you know, what was the name? I'm sorry, what was the name again? Uh, Da-mena, D-E-M-E-N-A. So like Damena question mark. Like, so I'm definitely noting that fact. Um, and then with that, now that they're sort of talking about family stuff, I start to slip back around so they don't realize. So like when it's time to like, hey guys, you ready to go? It's not like I'm like right behind her going, oh shit. Uh, so I start to <laughs> slip back into the, the crowd. Okay. Bertold, what were you doing while this was going on? You, you know, you gave the space. Uh, I mean, Bertold is probably a little, uh, 
don't know. You know, he's just feeling a little unsettled. He probably would, you know, he would have actually given them privacy. So he didn't hear any of this. Right. Um, maybe he, um, you know, probably, you know, he knew, he probably knows some guys at the castle. Maybe some of the mm-hmm. folks who work in the, you know, the kitchen, you know, draw, you know, the supplies, you know, maybe some of the pantry guys, uh, or yeah. the stable guys. So he, you know, maybe he wandered outside and found a, somebody to kind of just shoot the shit with. And, you know, if there's any rumors that come his way about what's going on, it's, you know, it's very interesting times. People will be talkative. So. Yeah. In fact, um, out back or where you step out um, is uh, one of the servants from uh, the castle who pretty regularly goes down to the docks to pick up, you know, whatever's been shipped in. Because again, the way the the train works, the um, on the castle side, it's pretty steep, you know, drop down to the river. There's not really a, a there's not docks there in any meaningful way. And so they actually, if they have stuff imported or, you know, shipped in, it comes to the docks. So there's a guy that pretty regularly comes over from the castle with his wagon and picks up whatever. And that's a guy that, you know, so, um, so he's out there. So, and a couple of the household, you know, guard troop guys are kind of lounging around. Looks like maybe they're not directly on duty at this point you know shooting the breeze with him so pipes out everybody's having a having a smoke yeah Burkholt would wander over um maybe his name is bruno mm-hmm. oh, sure. bruno how, how are you uh, doing my friend Bertolt. well i never could have imagined that i would have told you but I would have lived through something like the last few days. Uh, I bet it was worse for you in the town than it was for me up here at this castle, though. He's gonna, he's gonna nod, like just his eyes are gonna kind of get wide. It right. was uh, nothing I would care to do again, that's for sure, my friend. And then one of the two household guards, like, well, it's a good thing the Spanish didn't cross us. We would have given a better account than. That militia down in the town. Bertolt, Bertolt, just he makes a very, very quiet, uh, uh, like a snarky. <laughs> but he keeps it to him. He is, you know, you can make me roll whether he's that good at concealing it, but it, it slips out. Well, do you do you do you want to have this interaction go further? Sure. Uh, I'm, all, okay. I'm always up for some uh, chaos points. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to in chaos points. We'll see. No, I don't. So, I never know. I'm, I'm always up for rolling dice. Yeah. So he just kind of says, what? You, you think the militia did a good job there in the town? And he's and he's going to do what? Uh, he's going to like, Berkel's going to, he's just going to scratch the scruff on his chin. And uh, which I'm doing now for for mm-hmm. effect, and he'll go. Uh, what were you doing during the attack, my friend? Well, we were, of course, we we guard the the Baron in the castle, so we and you couldn't leave the, sure. the Baron. We've I've trained for many years mm-hmm. for the day when I would uh, defend my Baron with all my blood and, and all my heart. 
I'm like, he's going to leap up uh, very close while he's talking and put his face right in his face. He's like, well, the day you're actually in combat, remember this. When your balls come up into your chest, that's when you figure out whether all that training means anything, my friend. (laughs) And yeah, I think an intimidation or some sort of role might be appropriate. Oh, absolutely. Uh, So in fact, role intimidate. Uh, for me i'm gonna that's under brawn that's like the third skill down and i'm gonna say that it is uh i'm gonna say it's routine checking that going to intimidate let's see how i do 51 versus 59 yeah so um it's probably some combination of the um the words you say, but also the fact that you just rapidly closed uh, his space. The guy actually yeah. uh, kind of stepped back and he wasn't paying attention. And he he has like a, uh, what I call a half pike. Um, so he had it kind of like, just he was holding it in his hand. It was kind of grounded. He actually tried to step back and he tripped himself with his own <laughs> half pike and he like crashes to the ground. Um, and you kind of hear him cursing and, and he rolls. Um, and gets a look at you and, and decides that he's not going to yeah, take a it big any. Guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, that he's not going to take it any further. And, and, and Bruno is like, hey, hey, now, look, sure. And at this point, I'm going to back up and raise my hands. Like, hey, you know, I always say, you know, seriously, when it happens, you'll know. And you'll either run or you won't. So and he's getting up and he's dusting himself off and he uh, uh, he kind of stops yeah, off. Totally like there's absolutely no point in Bertolt doing this, but it, it helped him relieve some of his uh, sure. pent up frustration. Yeah, sure. Uh, you can have a chaos point for that if you want. Well, I feel like uh, it's more ferocity than hatred. Yeah, yeah. No, I, think, so. I think it's probably so, true. Could I get an order rank for that? Sure, I'll give you an order rank for that. Okay. I think I'm just going to start using those things how I want and not really worry how they designed them. So, sure. um, so yeah, that's good. Uh, so let's cut back to as uh, a big new. Uh, did you go outside as well, or are you? Uh, uh, so I I did. I stuck around to try to ease the drop because I'm nosy. But when it got mm-hmm. too heated, then I was like, whoa. All right, maybe I, you know it was like a little bit too much for me with the <laughs> the accusals. So I kind of backed off and. Uh, Oh, the, the tenor of the group has changed today. I, maybe I'll actively look for an NPC to abuse, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. All the cool kids are doing it. I know. This is... Uh, so, actually, you know, there's a big news. Here's what I'll give you. Um, why don't you... I'm going to have you some roll some dice as well. Uh, uh, why don't you make a, a rumor roll for me. So that's under fellowship. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to say that's routine as well. Okay. Uh, I will set it to set the difficulty rating to routine and click the rumor button. That's a failure, listeners. That is a failure. Uh, so nothing that you're really hearing is meaning a lot to you right now. Um, so you just it's just the kind of typical stuff that um, 
because the big new, if I remember correctly, when he was back home, he was, you know, fairly well off, wasn't he? Aristocratic. Uh, not, he was a burger, I think. Burger, okay. Not, not all the way up, but he wasn't. He wasn't a peasant either, right? So his family yeah. had was some merchants, and then he yeah. fell in love with the uh, the the waving banners of somebody, and right, got his whole whole. Uh... Yeah. So nothing, nothing, you know, fantastic. Mostly small talk uh, about um, you know complaining about you know having to do this or you know. Uh, the food wasn't right the first time, so they had to redo it. And just, you know, typical kind of complaining about, you know, the man and, you know, this, that, and the other. But, but these people all have a pretty good life, so they're none of them are going to quit their jobs and go somewhere else. Um, I mean, I I would like to. It, it's it's a little bit. Uh, it's not new to me, but it's a, it's a little gross to Zbigniew that these guards could have just sat in here while the Spanish came in took over the rest of the place you know so he might he mm-hmm. might kind of poke poke a guard about that okay something like that uh, sure so um so here, here's like what happens then so you're kind of just kind of hanging out in the again this kind of general area and you see uh, a member of the household guard come stumble through the door uh, and he looks a little unsteady and he's looking over his shoulder back out into the the courtyard and he like cuts around and he's just kind of looking around the room um and it goes up and he leaves his half pike on the wall and he he sits down and and asks someone to get him an ale all right so i'll i'll kind of sit down with him or, or around him mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll ask him uh you know how long has he been doing this eight years eight, eight years i've served the baron does the does the Baron change masters often? Woo, everybody's bringing their aching tonight. <laughs> uh, say. Salty. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the right. You know, I mean, are you you're not really trying to intimidate him, are you? No, you're no, really just trying to provoke him. Yeah, just trying to like you know see see how he feels about just sitting there, right? Because if I'm if I have this rebellious streak, right, mm-hmm. I I might want to just kind of troll him a little bit, you know. Uh, like I don't know, does he look particularly tough to me? <laughs> no, no, you've you've yeah. you've killed just you've killed little, people little tougher mild, than him. Mild trolling, yeah. I guess. Yeah, do you have some passing experience with this type of soldier um, in your various you know campaigns you've been on? You know that that uh, oftentimes there's like two kinds of guys that end up in a household guard situation, like really, really hardened, serious, experienced, capable killers, um, and then people who like have a connection with somebody. And uh, he seems to be more in the has a connection with somebody camp than a serious hardened killer. Um, why don't you roll intimidate for me? I think that's the best skill under the circumstances. And I'm going to say it is uh, routine for you. Boom. Uh, so he was like concentrating on his ale. And so, you know, he, what, what was that? 
Well, yeah, it just seems you... like it seems like it went very easy for you up here, and uh, you know the the, the the normal people down there could have used a hand. Well, maybe if they were more loyal to you know the Baron instead of you know always complaining about you know their rights and and you know the what they pay their money for and what does the Baron do? The Baron's a leader, you know, maybe if they didn't have all those you know, crazy ideas down there in the town, then, then things would have been different and we would have been given an opportunity to, to stand up to the Spanish. Uh, you're just, you're just trying to prove them right then. Now he looks confused. Like what? Prove the, yeah. Are you saying I'm trying to prove the town right? Or are you trying to say I'm sure? To prove- sure, yeah. I mean, it, they don't think you're going to help. I mean, you, they're right. Well, uh, you know, they don't. They don't want our help. They don't want us. You know, they want their own militia. And and you know, how how well did they fight like, the Spanish? They just basically got rolled over. You know, if if everyone down there had been in the Baron's guard, I'm sure we would have been done a much better job. You know, the Spanish would still be outside sitting in that camp of theirs uh, and, and not walking around the streets here. Maybe you could, could have fit them all in this castle. It would have been great. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think they'd all fit in here. It's, there are a lot of them, I think. So, yeah, no. I... Oh, well, good luck to you. You're just going to leave them? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just leave him. Okay. Leave him a little confused. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's very confused. He's like, "What did I do? What?" Like in in the space of ten minutes, his whole evening just went to shit. So, uh, Casper, you know, your mom yes. is, you know, just still kind of beside herself about how this conversation has gone and and what you blurted out. And uh, what are you going to do now? I'm going to go get Uncle Bert. Uncle Bert, can you can you explain to my mom that I didn't mean to call her a slut? Bertolt's still kind of strutting about, so he's gonna he's gonna kind of take a little step back and and turn his head at Casper. Like, wait, what did you do? I and he's gonna put his arm around the back of your neck and he's like, Casper, what did you say to your mom? I. And he's gonna, was and a little, he's gonna gently turn you around, and we're gonna march to where Maria is. I was a little hot-headed, and yeah, this may, this may is, have said some things I I will need to pray about later. Okay, this this will be. I think Bertolt will get over his shyness because um, he feels like Casper is kind of his. Well, I mean, it's like his nephew, kind of right. He he'll march him over to where uh, is Maria still kind of crying. She she's kind of collecting herself, and you see like she's you know a couple of the uh, other servants have come up, and she's kind of like giving them direction, trying to kind of get back into work mode uh, and pull herself together. So, but she's still seated at the table where they they started talking. And uh, Bertolt's gonna kind of march Casper over there, and 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 kind of. Put him down at the table and then sit down himself and say, okay, what happened? Uh, Maria looks horribly uncomfortable. I'm going to, I'm going to turn and look at Casper because that won't help. 
So Casper, okay. without telling me anything private, do you need to apologize to your mother? Yes, I I do. Mother, I am very sorry for what I said. And I, I don't know what came over me. I, I will have to pray on this a lot in the days to come. Okay. And she's, uh, you know, she tears up a little bit again, but it, it's more of like a, uh, you know, I'm happy my son doesn't hate me, you know, tear of joy type tear. Um, and, you know, she, oh, Casper, I, I should apologize for you. I, I'm so sorry that I, you know, I, I, you've just done so well that I've, I sometimes forget that you must have questions and, and things must be difficult for you. And, and, and Bertold, and she puts her hand on your hand, Bertold. Uh, really yes. Bertold, you're such a dear, a dear friend, and the the, the care you show towards me and, and towards Casper, I just, oh, you're such a blessing. <laughs> just, just, yeah. I, I look at, I, I, yeah. Casper's like my own nephew. It's it's the least I can do. Yes. She gives your hand a squeeze. I I know. I He's sleep better at night knowing that you are. Right. Yes. Um, I sleep better at night knowing that that you're looking out for him. Yeah, but speaking but nothing of sleep, will come I, to the boy. No harm will come to the boy as long as I still draw breath. Yes, it's thank you, Bertolt. That gives me such such comfort. <clears throat> But speaking of sleep, I need to prepare the household for evening. My break is done. I, I must return to work. So, Casper, please don't be a stranger. Hopefully now things will, will be a little easier for you to come and come and see me. So, Bertol, you're always welcome. Always. Oh, m Mother, um, if you happen to see any women with the the Spanish who look like <laughs> nuns or are dressed in a strange way, please um, steer clear of them. Well, uh, I oh, yes. Um, such an odd request, Casper. I... Have you already seen such a, a woman or women? Oh, no, I just, why should I be worried? I mean, obviously, they're the wrong faith, but why should I be worried if there are Catholic nuns here in the, in the town? Other, we, we think they're witches. <gasps> ah! Shh! Do you want them to find out? She, uh, now she's not sure what to do. So she's like, and she turns to you, Bertolt. I, I don't have time to deal with this. I, I'm worried it's about Casper. Wait, well, uh, yeah, well, it's a troublesome time, Maria. Um, but you know, I tell you, uh, the things we've seen would shake uh, anyone's belief. Don't worry, the boy has not gone mad. Nasty looks a little troubled. Uh, said, "All of you will be in my prayers tonight." 
Yeah. And she, well, she, the part about me drawing breath, you know, that's not a guarantee. So right. is not necessarily going to stay alive. <laughs> Backtracking already, huh, Uncle Bert? <laughs> no, I, no, I'm saying, you know, like we are both going to be dead. Nice. Don't, okay. Don't, yeah, don't look at that as a guarantee. All right. Anyone else want to? Anyone else have anything they want to accomplish at the castle, or can we cut scene here and figure out what else you're going to get accomplished in this session? It sounds like we've we've milked this cow. <laughs> yeah. Watch what you say about my mother. <laughs> <laughs> she just I went wish. to a real roller coaster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. First, her son calls her a whore. Then she's like, "By the way, there's witches." <laughs> We're out. <laughs> well, don't mic. worry, Maria. Don't worry. There's this guy named Q, and he's giving us instructions. It all makes exactly. perfect sense. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we'll say that he's that, a Polish Catholic, but he's okay. Right. You know that that uh, was kind of a you know early evening type conversation. You know, you guys was after the whatever the dinner hour would be in sixteen twenty. Um, but you know the the night is young, so is there something else you guys are going to want to accomplish uh, in the evening? And I, I will give you this because I think the way I said it probably was too subtle. Um, uh, it's a big deal. You definitely figured out that there's there still is a Spanish encampment outside the city. Um, and, and that appears to be where um, a, a good chunk of the Spanish army is. Uh, okay. So. Good, good. Some character knowledge that escaped the player knowledge. I like well, I, actually, it was it was bad GMing because uh, I I realized the way I said it uh, didn't impart what I was trying to impart. So. Uh, so you got a Spanish camp outside the city. You've got. Uh, uh, whatever conclusion Casper wants to draw about how that conversation went. Um, you've got a name of a Spanish captain. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Well, you want to go meet your dad, Casper? <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> ask, I him, might... ask him about the witches. Do you know anything about them? <laughs> yeah, I, I might actually... I mean, uh, Hen might egg Casper. No, 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 he wouldn't, because that would betray that he was listening. Forget it. Sorry. Okay. If you want Bertolt's uh, thoughts right now, he's like, as I and I look at my hatred, you know, like he's still feeling the leftover. Uh, he's he's kind of on the like fuck the Spanish uh, bandwagon. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that would be toward that path, he would be in on. I don't know if he would be the kind of guy who would, you know, come up with a plan. Um, you know, he he's not a soldier, but you know, maybe he would grumble about. Well, you know, we we could do something about the fucking Spanish. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, the the four of us against the entire camp well, of Spanish. That's, yeah, I mean, tough. I'm not stupid. And then here, there's buddy. the, well, there's there, you know, there's the camp of Spanish outside. It sounds like regular Spanish army. Then there's the mercenaries inside. Yeah. Uh, hanging well, in that fucking college, uh, that fucking your your witch, you know, she's not on my list of favorite people either. She's she's all yeah. complicit in this. I'm all for finding that little bitch out and burning her. Yeah. Down. 
Well, why don't uh, we go find wouldn't... out what Captain Demon Demonara? Uh, there is that. So Demena. So, Demena. This is the Spanish captain. Knows about uh, my mother. Could you do that? Right. Your I will give you one. What one other thing, real quick? So, uh, are you guys looking at my horrible map in Roll Twenty? Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah. Actually, I was now looking I, at your beautiful map in Roll Twenty, but I can I can nice. switch over to the horrible one. Exactly. Nice. Actually, I'm making a much nicer one. I I uh, just got some software, so I started working on it. But there's not uh, not super intuitive. Well, this I know. Could be, exactly. This could be ZineQuest material, man. This is good stuff. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, put, a, put a sepia tone on it and then trace right. it. Oh, it, it will right. work out. So, here's one other thing you guys know. Uh, if you remember when the the boat pushed off from the docks, it, uh, with the kids on it, it got out into like the main river and then it got uh, shot up by a cannonade. Um, y'all were able to see from the castle, there's a small, where I'm pinging now, there's a mm -hmm. small encampment here uh, with the, it's basically where the artillery battery uh, is still located. It's kind of guarding the, the, waterways. That, the waterway in and out, obviously. Um, that camps there. I'm not and in, in that, and I will tell you this: it's not the main camp. Y'all's understanding is the main camp is somewhere outside, outside the of town, yeah, over so, on so this side of town. Man. This is big enough hatches an insane scheme. All right, so I got inspired when uh, when Bertolt started talking about burning down the college mm -hmm. there. So now I'm thinking. Like, how, how big is this? Maybe we go scope out this artillery battery, right? So at first I was thinking maybe we just go, go, yeah, just burn down that college <laughs> with all those people inside, with all the mercenaries inside. Then uh, there's that. But then I'm thinking, well, what if we, what if we take the artillery battery and point it at the college? And then uh, kind of like, you know, see, like, how big is this battery? What can we do over there? It's not the main encampment. You know, that kind of stuff. Scope it out. See what's over there. How far? Yeah, but did you see where I, I put the artillery battery? It's like, oh, oh, oh I thought you, I'm sorry. No, no. I thought you were, so, I saw you clicking here. That's yeah, why I did. That's, so, so my first click. Okay. Just outside those walls, that's where they drug up their battery to close off the river. That okay. blew up the boat with the kids. Uh, okay. What y'all have figured out is that the main camp is somewhere to oh. the west of you know that portion of town can we can we roll can we roll some kind of fate point to flip them <laughs> is this the kind of system we're dealing with here <laughs> no it's it's not that oh, narrative oh, uh, oh man okay i have I, to try yeah no I, and um, I, I uh shared that point about the artillery battery not because i necessarily want you to do anything about it. I just wanted you to be aware that that, that was there. That, that it's still there. Well, uh, you know, well, if we if we want to, uh, I mean, how, like, it sounds like Bertolt's on board with uh, sticking his thumb in the Spanish eye. What, what about sure. uh, what about the other guys? 
And it'd be curious uh, if 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 the artillery battery, his eyes kind of lit up because I don't know how far it is, how like a carronade, which is what I assume you were talking about, Rex. Um, it's pretty short range. Like, could they have seen that there were kids on that barge when they shot? And it, you know, if it's pretty short range, uh, that would make that 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 would perfectly get the hatred going in Virginia. <laughs> um, I would say because it was night, it, that, that it would not be clear one way or the other whether they can make out that there were kids on the barge. Bertold certainly welcome to. But is is Bertold is Bertold uh, like? Does he have knowledge of artillery, or is he asking some local soldier? No, I, what I'm, I'm, guy about it. I'm using my player knowledge to say a carronade is short range. And Bertolt would have seen, you know, would know roughly where it's sighted and just know how far away it was from that, right? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd be happy to egg on Bertolt <laughs> to tell him that, yeah, they definitely knew. <laughs> right. So if he's talking like, loud, just, I'll answer his right. questions for him. Yeah, I'm going to no, say no, no. probably from where the, the cannon were positioned to mid river was probably. Hundred yards, and it, but it was nighttime, so it was nighttime. Yeah, but I, I think Bertolt is more uh, more than willing to overlook that fact, and they're you know they're fucking Spanish anyway, so he's, mm -hmm. he's ready to you know he he would be on board. He's not going to throw himself like needlessly. Like if it's a well garrisoned position, and like we would have no chance to do anything meaningful, he's not he's not in for that. But if there's something we feel like we could do, sure, he would be up for it. But I do like the let's you know we could go find the Spanish captain and continue our quest because uh, that you know that old lady um, you know she's kind of creepy and there's the whole like you know there's a big news saying she's a witch um, uh, which doesn't you know Bertolt just kind of shrugs at that but he feels like you know she's implicit in all the bullshit that went down that's got him pissed off. Okay. So is this is this uh, is this good thinking outside the box or thinking inside the box? Uh, it, it, is it directing y'all to a particular course of action at this point in time? I mean, it sounds like if the artillery battery is not heavily defended, we can turn it on the uh, on anyone we choose to, and but Caspar would like to. Would like to at least hook up with some other freedom fighters so that he doesn't feel like yeah the four of us doing it alone we, we could turn that or to like you know uh Bertolt has never been a soldier but he yeah the, the four like, of us that's maybe a bad idea we'll get one Let, let's say we did steal a gun we would yeah. we would fire it once and and we wouldn't <laughs> even like we don't even know how to fire it right and so we would do it poorly and probably kill yeah. ourselves firing it yeah, right. it's just like a a musket. Caspar well, like is certain it. he could we're figure it out. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whether or not that's true, it's, it's another it's nice. Yeah, yeah just, I don't. Uh, for the players, uh, just remember this point in history. It's 1620, so artillery, field artillery, is not quite as fieldy as it becomes later. Um, it's so pretty typically in battles oh, at this point in time. Did we lose our recording again? Alistair again. 
Isn't Alistair the one you pay for? He is. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen him drop. So far, what? Um, so far, Giarc is um, now maybe, recording. Maybe he's so secretly playing the epic RPG on the side. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so, um, in, in 1620, like critical field artillery at a battle basically is like drug into position at the beginning of the battle and it's set up and that's pretty much where it stays for the entire battle. Uh, so this, it's not very mobile. Like these are, you know, these are heavy, you know, pieces that have teams of oxen that, that move them. So, you know, stealing a gun, like removing it from that position, you would definitely need a lot more people than, yeah, but then how about spiking a gun or you know destroying a gun? That that seems yeah. like something we could do. So you, sure. I mean, yeah, we would be thinking sabotage. I think if it's all the way over there, and and we don't think there are any camps over there of of uh, Spanish, right? No. So if there's, me. there's no no target over there then. The the main Spanish camp is yeah. over by this fine artwork. Um, and the encampment that includes the, the battery is there and it it didn't look real big but it's not just like i'll say that you guys kind of you know shot the breeze enough to know that you know there's some spanish soldiers over there with the, the people that uh you know fire the artillery i'm trying to remember at this point in time whether those the actual gunners would be private contractors um, that contract with the Spanish army or whether it would be Spanish, the actual gunners would be Spanish soldiers. I don't remember off the top of my head at this point in time. So we can, we can role play that at the appropriate time. If y'all decide to go that direction. Hen, you've not uh, said much recently. What are you thinking a good way to, uh, Close I out think the this is... game evening, not the our actual session, but the game evening. Yeah, I I like what I'm hearing about all. Uh, sorry, is this talk above the table, or are our characters discussing sure. what they're going to do? It, it, both. I'm trying to figure again. It's this is as sandbox as uh, I've probably ever been. So there's just you know different things happening. You know the wheels are turning, but there's um, all right. So, I don't have a particular storyline that I'm hoping you guys find or I'm trying to lead you to. It's just these these different threads are out there and you guys can pull them how you see fit and we'll see what happens. So in my head, what I'd, I haven't thought about the specifics of how to do this. When they're talking about spiking the gun, I'm starting to think, is there a way I can make it look like the action came from the castle? Um. So I'm, and right now I'm trying to think, is there something I can go get? And if, if we give this a shot, can I sort of leave to incriminate uh, the castle uh, people, the castle guards, something like that? Yeah, well, I mean, you could, um, if y'all, you know, spiking uh, is potentially, I guess potentially something you could do in this time frame. Um, I mean, probably the most destructive thing you could do would be to set off the powder store. Um, 
because regardless of what happens to the guns, if you set off the powder store, the guns are pretty much worthless um, till they replenish their their powder. Um, now so, recording. Uh, so you could certainly you're in the castle. So. Casper's ha- having a brainwave. <clears throat> okay. He's he's gonna say, Hen, you you seem to have a great interest in those in power. If you were a witch working with the Spanish, who would you target next in the town? Hmm. So Hen sits there thinking about it, trying to. If uh, sorry, Jesse, well, uh, state the question again. Uh, apologies. <laughs> if if you were a witch helping the Spanish, oh, I Spanish, heard bitch. Which which notable? <laughs> which which town notable would be? an appropriate target so i so hen has a bit of a blinders on hen thinks the the mayor um the new mayor uh, sorry but you said who and if the witch is trying to help the spanish yes which of our townsfolk would they be going after which yes (laughs) yeah uh so i feel like they'd be going after uh you know what um, she must have been in the university for a reason. Uh, trying to think of who the actual power of the town would be. Um, is there uh like a, a bishop or? Well, it's more. I think we're more more looking for the voice of dissent, right? I imagine the that um the Hyman uh family. Oh, they were, yeah, they were going relatively the mayor. But yeah. well-connected as, as far as maybe Jews like, in the city. What you're looking for, Jesse, is Hen, can Hen, like, call on a roll and get the GM to tell us who he thinks would be the best target? Yeah, I think so, because because Hen would be the one to know, right. like, who the movers right. and shakers are. He's not are. actually putting you on the spot, Art. He's, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, what I was trying to figure out is, were you asking who the witch would most likely be working with or who the witch would be targeting Take next? Targeting. Right. I think we should find the next target and stake out. Okay. Try to catch the witch. Sorry, that's why I picked the mayor, because I was like, she'd probably be in league with the mayor to try and pick the next target. How do I feel like this has turned into the, like, 1620 cop show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is possible that every game I run is, in fact, the same game with a different uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why that's why I would like to turn this into Wolverines, where we just go burn shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's fine as well. Uh, yeah, so he so the, the witch already took care of the, the most outspoken voice at the the town hall so mm-hmm. it would be who is next and um i think the answer is brigitte no not really yeah i i think the next choice would be uh is the militia in town you know pushing back at all no no, uh, we actually covered this, but it's been so long since we did that I don't mind uh, going over it again. Um, so one of the things that y'all noticed, if you remember, 
like, you know, the town got attacked and you guys, you know, tried to save the orphans. They got blown up. And then you guys basically laid low for like two days while the town was being sacked. And like the, so then like the first day you, you went out, like one of the things that you saw was the uh, remaining members of the militia basically be, being given the opportunity to be uh, sworn into the Spanish army. Because um, that was a pretty common occurrence at the end of a battle. Prisoners oftentimes had pretty poor choices. And, and one, one of their bad choices was, oh, you can be in our army now. And it, given the other bad choices, they would often say, well, yeah, okay, uh, sure. Yeah, I could do that. Um, so the, the militia basically has been absorbed into the Spanish army. Um, so they're, they're not now, certainly there are probably some militia members who refuse to sign up and maybe they're, you know, scattered around town. Um, that could be somebody to, to search out. Um, but they're not, there's no organized military opposition to the Spanish occupation of Bad Cruz Neck. All right. So maybe let me, let me, what I'll do is what, what I'll do, what Hen will do is he'll spend the night going out, putting his ear to the ground. Now that Hyman has been killed, he's going to start putting his ear to the ground to see, you know, the reaction to that. Is that galvanizing anything? And, or is there some other group that seems to be of a similar mindset? Okay. What's everybody else going to do? Okay. So, so uh, that definitely fits with Hen. Uh, but I, I feel like I want to take Bertold and go look at either the like go go recon either the uh, college at night or the or the artillery, maybe the artillery, because it sounds like he's more excited about the artillery. Uh, I mean, and it, the it's the mercenaries that are in the college, right? I, I'd do either yeah. one. I, I I'm not so sure. I'm like a recon. I mean, I'm there for backup, but well, just you know, I don't want to go by myself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can have your back. I'm just yeah. not built for stealth. <laughs> but it would be night, so it's easier. Yeah. Okay. We don't think there are any witches over there. By the, I, I think I think we need to level up a bit before we hit the witch. So I, I mean, the other problem is though, like let's say we do go do some sabotage on the powder, uh, then we might get them all. Like we might lose the element of surprise somewhere else. You know, they might get all. Yeah. And actually, alert. we're getting through the end of the session. I could level up in stealth before we go. Next. <laughs> 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 we well, we could have a whole montage scene where uh, Bertolt practices moving on his tip. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We could, <laughs> we could fast forward through. Uh, I I would be like standing on a on a pedestal somewhere. Like yeah, you and, would have to sneak like, up on me. You would you would smack me with a big stick yeah. when you heard me. And like yeah, like the like the first ten times he does it, I throw something. Something at him, and then the eleventh time, he like taps me on the shoulder from behind. Nice, awesome. nice, perfect. I love it. <laughs> Stirring music nice. played. Montage, montage. Uh, and what does Casper think you guys should be doing? 
we still have Casper? Casper! Sorry. <clears throat> Caspar um, thinks he doesn't want to lose his job, so he's going to walk the Baron's grounds and ask the Spanish who are killing the animals to please leave some for the Baron. So you're talking about going off out into the reserved forests? Yeah, it's not too far outside the wall. Interesting. Just for a few hours. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so what are Bertolt and the Big New going to actually do? Like, where are they going to go? Where do you want to go, Sabine? I th- I think the I think the artillery. Let's go to the artillery. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll head to the artillery, and uh, we're going to check it out. See if we get any ideas. Uh, okay. You know, see how many guys are there, how they're how well they're guarded, what kind of you know, what do they look like? Do they look like like we'll go find out if they're you know just some kind of half-assed dudes there for money or if they're uh you know real professionals or something you know okay so um how close do you want to get what's the what's the situation around like where where have they set up is it an old fortress is it just a like a hill Oh, no, no. So this is very much a, um, they've, uh, they drug the guns down to kind of a flat area, uh, near the riverbank. Um, and they, uh, I forgot what they call them now. Um, you've seen them, if you've ever seen like, you know, like miniatures games set in, you know, the 30 years war, where they have the, uh, it's like a round wicker, almost like a wicker basket, and they fill it with like sand and rock. Yeah, so yeah, yep, yep, I know exactly what you you're know. talking about. The, um, like the ancient sandbags. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's yeah. basically a, kind of a version Just of a sandbag. Those HESCO barriers, whatever. But the, uh, <laughs> and so they've, they've taken those and they've kind of you know, surrounded, uh, so you guys can see even in the dark um, that, Structure is not really the word. I'm going to call it an emplacement um, with the cannon in it. And then you can see kind of behind it, there's a camp um, and they've got a a pen where they've got a bunch of oxen pinned up. And then there's tents and you see some campfires and uh, how many campfires? You know, uh, yeah, if, I'm going to say that you would without like really going in and trying to count noses, just kind of fr- from a safe distance mm-hmm. that you probably think there are. Uh, Make us roll. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to decide is. I, and I think Bertolt, Bertolt's going to let Sabignu take the lead. And I am definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely doing this as a low risk operation. Right? I yeah. don't want to get close enough to get caught. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to say it's a scrutinized roll. All right. Uh, I don't know why that thing ever. 
Where the hell am I? Oh, here we go. Sorry about that. And I'm going to say because it's night and you guys are being safe at this point that if you want to if you want to roll at this point without trying to get closer, it's going to be um, challenging to really get a a good handle on what you're what you're seeing there. Mm, okay, but, but if you want to like and that and that's just telling we're not going to get information, but failure doesn't mean we're necessarily caught, right? Correct. Okay. This is this is what you learn from a safe vantage point. Then you can decide whether you want. Yeah, then to we can it. go. If we if we fail, then then we can go further under more risk. All right. Should so, we both roll it, or do you want us to just have Zabignu do it? Have Zabignu do it. He's got how's the your, experience. How's yeah. your How's your perception, Logan? Because mine's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's uh, a thirty-four. Oh, I think. I think but, we might. Yeah, but you, know, you would have, like. Well, it's a question of whether Rex lets me roll, and I could like describe what I see to you. I guess. Um, Samer would say, like, if the both of us are cooperating, like, we I could get the benefit of Ziz's experience while using my improved perception. Right. So there is an assistance role in this game, but in order to do it, you have to have a rank in the skill that the other player is testing. Okay. So I don't know. I don't. I have the big news character sheet up. He has nothing in scrutinize. Yeah. So. All right, I will. I will roll scrutinize. Did it roll? Am I disconnected? I didn't hear the little. Uh, I didn't hear it. I didn't see yeah. it. It's so weird. Okay, hold on. You were you were showing the roll. There you go. All right, here yeah, it is. There we go. Ooh, ooh, man! It would have that roll would have passed for me, but not for you. Oh, yep. Yeah. So uh, it's hard for you to get a good a really good sense because um, just from the distance you're at, you know, you can see some campfires, you can definitely see tents, you can hear the, you know, I assume oxen, you know, do the kind of thing that you would expect cattle to do. So, um, so it's just, you, you just wouldn't want to make a firm commitment to how many people there are in that camp. And it's not clear to you how many of them are soldiers guarding the camp and how many of them are the artillerymen and the oxen drivers and the you know guys that move the powder to the guns and uh, you know the logistical tail of that operation so but just right. seeing the sheer number like the size and the like could we like if we were being cautious would we say this may be you know much too big a thing for, do we know how many guns there are roughly like two or three is it like 10 i can't imagine it would be 10 no uh, i'm gonna say that it's six okay i yeah i i mean i don't Bertolt totally wouldn't have any experience but just like i feel like just look even though we don't have a good sense of how many men and maybe this just adds to it but i'm gonna look at Zabignu and say this this does not seem like a good idea uh well it depends how late at night <laughs> that we're gonna do this yeah. Well, I let's let's yeah. Let's Here's I mean, the one thing any, I will any, give you. Any guys. number of men is 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 able to be surprised. And the big new the one thing that you do deduce even from this distance is um it, it's it's not a fortified encampment like they've not put, you know, palisades up or anything like that. It's you know, so so it seems 
that potentially somebody could, you know, come up on foot. And if they could get past the guards, they could be in the camp. There's no physical barrier to the camp where the tents are and, you know, the, the pen, for lack of a better term, where the oxen are, uh, are kept. Um, so you, you do get that, that if you wanted to take a chance entering the camp, you wouldn't have to, like, jump a wall or you know, climb over a palisade or do anything like that. Yeah, and, and then we got out here, but just to get out here, did we need to do any of that kind of stuff? Like, did we have nah. to get past any? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Han, tell me where you were thinking you were going to go again. Like, I, I know the general idea is you were basically going to go out and and hit places to see what you could kind of hear and what you could, um, you know, pick up on. Yeah. So I, I would first start in the sort of Jewish sector. Um, okay. Because they were the most immediately outraged. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would, you know, go there, you know, there's like a tavern that's still open and people are still doing or, you know, sort of if I see like dim candlelights and hear whispers through like a, a window pane as I sort of sneak by. Um, and then the other thing is, do I know any counterfeiters? Or am I not that established of a bad? I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Did we just drop uh, a recording again? Uh, no. Nope. Okay. I just got a do do do. I wasn't sure what it was telling me. That. I'm just not sure how big counterfeiting is at this point in time because paper okay. money is not really a thing. I mean, I know you can counterfeit coinage as well. Um, I, I don't I think know. that that's. Oh, sorry. I don't think I don't think you would necessarily know. But tell me what you're trying to do. I'm trying to find someone who could draft up fake orders from the castle, like just sort of like a a a, a fake letter that I'm going to sort of half burn and potentially leave should we go after the gun. Sure. Um, you would probably. Hmm. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I, I'm thinking that's probably something more in the area of the college. You know, you might find someone with those skills. Um, okay. The, so here's the situation in the Jewish quarter. Um, they're outraged, but they're also terrified um, that, you know, historically when stuff gets bad, they usually pay the price. So there's, there's a real concern. Is this going to get sideways fast and, and you know, all our houses are going to get burned. We're going to run out of town. All our property is going to be seized you know, or we could potentially be killed. So it's more fearful uh, in the Jewish quarter than it is in, than it is outrage. I mean, they're outraged, but you don't get the sense that they're getting ready to take up arms or do anything. Um, they certainly don't care for the Spanish or the change in circumstances. So there's probably some potential to get some kind of support there, but you're probably not going to see them start rioting and, you know, right, shooting things. Grab the reins at this stuff. moment in history. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then that feels a little bit like a bus. So then I would go, man, to, to put it in sort of the wrong terms, do, do I know where like the cop bars would be? Like places where 
you know, maybe the militia is talking about the people they're getting annoyed with. Um, sure. You, I mean, you know the town well enough to know, you know, the the various watering holes. You know, is there is there something that's quote unquote a cop bars? Not necessarily, but um, uh, there's certainly some places you could go where you'll probably find, you know, either the the members of the militia who didn't re up, you know, with the Spanish army, you know, or maybe even some of those guys who, you know. Are on, you know, they're not on duty and they're not required to be in camp. So, you know, right. Yeah. Like, is there maybe, do I know of an inn that's pretty close to where I know like the militia is uh, encamped in town, like the ones that did join the Spanish army? Yeah. You're not sure they're, they're encamped in town per se. Um, like there's not a single place you could point to on a map and say, Oh, this is where the militia um, are camped out oh, here. Okay. In so town. there's no like barracks or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the militia really was to a great extent a militia. A lot of them, it was a part time thing, and then there was the rest of them were really more like a city watch. So it was it was like a heavily armed city watch, uh, effectively. So, uh, but sure, you can find a place. You name it, since it's the place you want to exist in this world. All right, I can't really go with the color animal, so um, we'll call it. Uh, and Hofbrau seems to... Hofbrau. Uh, I'll go with uh, Hofbrau House. Hofbrau House. Okay. So you make your way into the Hofbrau House. It's actually pretty uh, pretty decent. Yeah, a crowd in there. Um, you know, people still kind of get adjusted to. Uh, it's not as raucous as you might normally expect it. Yeah, you know, everybody seems a little reserved. You know, people are definitely drinking, and you, you definitely start catching that people are kind of blowing off a little steam. Something in particular you're looking for? Uh, let me see. Uh, man, is there anybody that is clearly militia or not? Not really. Sure. How many clearly militia guys do you want to have in there? Uh, say there's like a table in the corner. Maybe, maybe it's not like the majority of them. Maybe they've got a corner where they're, sure. like you said, blowing off steam. Uh, so I will, I will saddle up to the bar, but I'll tell the bartender to send a round of drinks to that table. Okay. How are you paying for that? Hen? Uh, that's a good question. Let me take a look. Nah thinking you had really any meaningful wealth so no let me see what i have you have anti-venom yeah uh real quick uh folk bane is that a poison i think that's a poison Somewhere. you have 17 uh, brass pennies so <laughs> how much does a drink cost <laughs> uh probably at least a couple brass pennies i'd have to think depending on what it is so not sure that's how you want to approach this. No. Um, I'll, I'll order myself a drink. Okay. And uh, go sort of stand over in that general area. And, and, and by drink, you mean the cheapest ale that they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's fermented right. piss of some kind. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, 
are you trying to listen? Are you going to strike up a conversation with these guys? Uh, I'll start by listening to see if there's, if I can get an in to the conversation. So I don't sure. just be like, Hey, um, but yeah, I'll start by sort of listening and see what I can get. Right. So you definitely catch, uh, you know, there's some bitching about, uh, and what you figure out is a couple of the guys there have, have basically signed up for, you know, to, to join the Spanish army. Um, and they're bitching about, you know, the fact that, you know, they, they don't understand half of what the officers are saying. And, you know, they're treated like, you know, they're, they're in, but they're definitely treated as inferiors by the, you know, Spanish army guys that actually marched in. Um, you know, they definitely get the sense that they basically were just drafted in to kind of make up numbers. Um, they're not really trusted. Um, and you, you can tell that two of them are complaining about it. Complaining to one who apparently is someone who did not uh, sign up. Got it. Okay. Um, so with that, uh, you know, yeah, I, I uh, so with that, I, I sort of, how long has it been since the, uh, this whole thing started? Uh, so, I'm going to say you're probably five days in now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I, when I overhear some of that, I, I sort of pipe up and say, you know, just be careful with the, those Spaniards. You can't trust them. Look what they did to me. And I point to the, the, the burn on my forehead. Uh, I said, you know, they did this to me, you know, a long time ago, just for walking down the street. You can't trust those guys. So you're saying this to them? Uh, yeah. After I overhear, you know, uh, them saying like, you know, they're not treating us as equals and stuff like that. I, I sort of just say, you know, this is how they treated me. And I point to the, the burn. I said, just watch your back. And they all are like suitably impressed with this. Um, and uh, they actually invite you to sit down uh, at their table and, and have drinks with them. Like they've got like a big pitcher of ale. They even refill your ale when you're done. Uh, let's cut back to the big new and uh, Bertolt real quick. Wait, where are you guys going to go when you're done scouting the camp out? I, I feel like Bertolt, I mean, I just got over some serious injuries and, you know, I'm probably the oldest one here. I, I want to go back to the warehouse and go to bed. It's got to be pretty <laughs> late by now, right? Uh, it's, it's, it depends on how much time you guys spent skulking around, uh, scouting the camp out, but sure. It's definitely later in the evening and Bertolt's probably yeah, I mean, a guy we, that we actually, started, we started at night on purpose, right? We didn't want right. to. Right. So, uh, is the big news going to go back as well? I mean, if the big news got an idea, like, I mean, we could go scout out the college too, I guess. Um. I feel like I've already, I, I already know what's going on at the college. And I'm a little afraid of it, but I don't okay. want to tell anybody. Okay. I just want to be like, you know, uh, maybe we'll hit this, this artillery battery first, but we're clearly not going to do it tonight. So yeah, after we go there and we find out almost nothing, <laughs> I'm okay with turning around and going back. Okay. So when you guys get back to the warehouse, uh, first of all, your friend Marcus Webars is waiting for you. If you remember, he is. Council, I 
yes, he is came up from the docks. Mm-hmm. You know, best way to think of him is he's kind of like the dock workers union guy that, that right. made his way onto the town council. And, you know, he had come to see you before about, you know, keeping your eyes and ears open and, and you know, sure. there may be a time. So, um, so he is waiting for you and he has someone with him. And uh, he says, uh, Bertolt, um, this has happened sooner than I may have expected, but are you ready to, are you ready to help? He's tired, but he'll look, uh, Marcus, what is it? Uh, I'm not sure if you, if you know, and he turns and he gestures to uh, Professor Van de Paul. He is, he's from the college. And Zabigna's with me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm going to arc like, an eyebrow at him. Uh, <laughs> is that, wait a second. Is this some like eyebrow, uh, eyebrow, <laughs> eyebrow reference uh, here? Abuse? Yes. No, yeah. No. <laughs> No, 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 eyebrowism. I arch my I arch my non single eyebrow at this. Yeah, I feel I feel embarrassed that I I made you try to arch your eyebrow. (laughs) (laughs) Eyebrow bigotry. That's right. And both of y'all can tell this guy's you know dressed you know uh, you know he's certainly not dressed like a worker. Uh, He's definitely dressed you know in that kind of burger you know, somewhat refined, but not ostentatious, aristocratic type uh, way. Um, and Marcus says, this is Professor Van de Poel, again, from the college. And if you could shelter him, and then the, the guy interjects, uh, and you pick up, he's got a Dutch accent. He's not German, he's Dutch. Uh, yes, yes, please. Please, you must, you must hide me. They, they want, I think they want to kill me or do, do even worse. Who's, who's they, my friend? The soldiers and that woman at the college. Hmm. Let's cut to, let's cut to Hofbrau House. Uh, so you're chumming along pretty well with these guys and, and definitely making a connection and, you know, it's, it's turned into, you know, oh, you think that's bad? Well, let me tell you, blah, blah, I mean, it's just a classic, you know, bitch and moan session. Um, but, uh, uh, your, your attention is, is drawn away from the conversation when a, uh, female, um, screams and just like cuts across the room uh and you kind of everyone turns and you see a fairly young girl um and like her bodice is kind of ripped open and she's standing up and she's trying to trying to pull it closed and you know she's starting to cry um and then uh you see your dear dear friend Paul von Balogen stand up mm-hmm. and say, what? What are any of you going to do? <laughs> she's she's going to regret turning me down. And we fade to black. Very nice. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> Hold it like together it. at the end. Yeah, so. very good, Rexy. I'm, I'm proud yeah. of you. Nice, nice yeah. sandbox and uh, making it very interesting. Yep. Uh, all right, boys. So there we go. And, and awesome. Casper, I apologize. I didn't have a, a fantastic way to close you out when you no, no. go on, on walkabout. So yeah, uh, maybe we'll start with something cool happening while you're on walkabout. So or something boring. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Like if there was a thing you were trying to accomplish that I wasn't picking up on. I guess I could have just asked you. No, no. Ca- I, Caspar was literally just like, "Oh shit! I should probably do my job." <laughs> okay. And, and I on, hope I hope the Spanish haven't killed all the all the all the game because right because the Baron might be upset. Right. So I think the only people tonight who got uh, corruption, Casper, uh, you're sitting at nine now, but you obviously didn't reset from whenever last, correct? Correct. Yeah. So once you knock that down, I think I gave you two. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So once you knock that down to two, and then virtual, did I give you two as well? Uh, corruption. Yeah. Um, Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just gave it. Uh, to I, thought, I thought he. he I took order. Counted his order. For, yeah, that's for right. A, okay, that's right. I, I argued it into order because I really wasn't. I didn't hate the guy. Yeah. Let me do this. I'm going to roll a D10 and see, uh, compare it to Casper's to corruption. And nobody else had corruption. Is that correct? I'm a zero. I don't know. I, I attempted. Oof. And he rolls a one. So go ahead and take a chaos <laughs> rank, uh, Casper. Everybody else can take an order rank. Uh, and, and Casper, then corruption can... resets to zero? Yep. Is everybody okay, boys. three three order ranks now? Is that the? That's where I'm at. Uh, was I? Uh, I you know, and actually, rank, or is that not supposed to happen until the end? Oh, actually, uh, well, I gave you one right. as like a role playing yeah. reward. So yeah. Um, you know, Casper, I'm trying to remember. If we had rolled for you before, ah, that's fine. Um, so, Casper, if he'll I'll just go and give you an order rank as well. So, everybody's at three. I think. What, did, what is your um, order alignment, Casper, again? Pride. You know, you could argue you going out to check on, you know, worried that you're going to fail your uh, job. We're not going to Sam it that much. Oh. No, no, no. Just trying well, to. I mean, also, people, we don't all have to have the same number of ranks. So, right. Oh, fine. I'm just, you know, I'm just yep. trying to give you something, whatever, you know. If you don't no, know, no, I, I, I understand, but yeah, this is this is yeah, grim dark. There, there's yeah, no there's... fudging to to make things better. If anything, there's right. fudging to make things worse, right? <laughs> yep. I, I, I totally plan on Bertolt dying a horrible death, right, as he tries to redeem himself somehow. That's right. my grim dark baby. <clears throat> yeah, and I, uh, I, I need to curl up with the rule book again, particularly on. The, the corruption stuff, I really need to, to make sure that I am more comfortable with hitting you with situations to throw that uh, at you guys. So, um, but I like where it ended. So, uh, yeah, that was a good session. 
I think we definitely have a good direction. And we already have a next session scheduled. That was wise. Yeah. Let me make sure I got it. When is it? I will tell you in a moment. It's a. It's like a month. So it'll be sometime in March. Exactly the 7th. Yep, I got it. Yep. It's all and everything. It's funny. Luckily, you're on a Sunday, so. But I have three regularly occurring sessions in the first week of the month, so this is my fourth. So, oh yeah, no, we'll that, that hints our conversation the other day. So, all right, boys, uh, good times. Duck, are you going to grab the recording for me since yes, I don't it's do the Alistair thing? Fun, but yeah, I think Giarc might be okay. Giarc uh, was there you, the whole time. Yep. Yeah, and Duck, if you. Don't have time to process it. If you just want to save it for me and then share it to me, I'll, I'm, I'll I'm going to grab, grab all the pieces and then I'll I'll take a look at it when I get a chance and I'll let you know. Perfect. All right, boys. Good times. Yeah. Uh, good times. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you in this game in a month. Very good. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Thanks again. See you then. Good yep. night. Oh, night, boys. Good night.